Escape from Plan A. This is Teen, and I've got Liza. Liza, what's going on? Hello. Jess. Yo. And Adam. What's going what's on? What's up? All right. So uh, today, I guess we're, what is it? Tomorrow is going to be the one year anniversary of this Jan 6 insurrection, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, the <laughs> spicy walking tour. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. The nation is grieving. It is it is terrified of the threat to democracy, uh, yada yada. And um, anyway, we were I was I was watching all this news coverage about it, and it, it dawned on me that in January there was another event that was also somewhat, I think, a more real insurrection. Definitely, um, but against the uh, <laughs> capitalist financial firms. Um, that dominate the stock market. Who we should be going after? Who we should be going yeah. after? Everyone Those are the real targets. Was like fuck Ken Griffin, fuck these rich bastards, right? That's right. And and of course we're talking about the GameStop short squeeze. Uh, we're talking about Wall Street stocks. Yeah, we're talking about when a I'm group of degenerate apes with diamond hands on Reddit <laughs> captivated mm-hmm. the entire globe, the the world was captivated by what was going on and it was a real insurrection far more uh long-lived and uh far more dangerous to the establishment That's right than whatever the fuck was going on in the capital that bullshit right and uh everyone wants to talk about of course january 6th and everyone wants to forget about this amazing event that happened which was the game stop short squeeze um, and so we wanted to just sort of talk about it, just sort of to, what is it, to, to commemorate it, since no one else is going to commemorate it. Um, and also just talk about, <laughs> like, the emotions that, and this is what I was suggesting that we could talk about a little bit, um, since we're not like a Wall Street, you know, podcast or whatever. But, you know, and I, I took part in this, and I traded alongside them, and uh, I put my... Same some, here. Yeah, I yeah, I remember. Time. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really it's fun. The two of you that I want to hear from specifically, like set, come on, set the scene. Mm. How did you find out about it? Were you guys on Reddit or was this like a um, found out about it on Twitter and they started to participate? Give us, walk us through it. Give us, give us the vibes of the day. I first started hearing about it <laughs> on Twitter. Was it Twitter, before actually. or after one six? After it, it's after it was 1/6. after it okay, was after yeah yeah. Okay, and we'll set the scene. All right, amid the ashes rising of over our our great Capitol building, you know we see the, the ashes, <laughs> the ashes and the smoke amid the rubble of our crumbling day. democracy. Emerged a bright twinkle of hope in the in the shape of one uh, one tiny little subreddit, you know, in the swamplands of Reddit. Wall Street bets. Wall Street bets. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, as the nation mourned the loss of our noble democracy and people from sea to shining sea uh, (laughs) sought justice for the rioters that brought shame to our glorious capital, a group of degenerates buckled down and decided to just to take one to take one for the team and show the boss and show uh, show the man who's boss. 
Uh, and that's a whole bunch of Cheeto fingered degenerates trading, trading uh, penny stocks at that point on wall street bets, pour one out for the homies. They, they, they were, they were the highlight of my uh, 2020, 2021. I'm just going to say that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It sounded insane at first, but then, you know, mm. you see, you see the, you see the bubble of enthusiasm starting to, starting to, uh, starting to get bigger and bigger. And then you actually start to see the real numbers behind this. Uh, and it starts to look like a real thing. Um, and at that point, you know, the, if you tracked, uh, like the, the readership for Wall Street bets, I'm sure that just looks like, that just looks like a straight L. Right. It looked like our COVID curve, honestly. It's just like nothing. And then and then like it just soars. Right. Um, so it's like, you know, and the promise was perfect. It's exactly it's out of an it's out of like some Oliver Stone, you know, like a uh, fever dream or something. It really is. It's it's the idea that you take something as garbage, what we consider garbage, like a penny stock for a company that's uh, that's been floundering for a long, long time. It but, did you seem know, like a, a bad movie plot. But in it real life, it did, yeah. yeah. And then I you think start the, to the, the the best uh, movie analogy um, I can think of is the Franks and Bean scene from uh, something about Mary, right? Uh, so um, you'll have to explain that one. Okay, so Ben Stiller <laughs> shows up to take Mary to the prom, his dream I, date. I right? know the scene. I don't understand the. Okay, so typically your beans. Uh, the balls are below the frank, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So, so think of the typically. So typically, the, yes. Think of the frank <laughs> as a frank and bean as haver, the yeah. long position, meaning like how many <laughs> oh, the frank God. is frank is how many stocks stocks there of GameStop are out there circulating in the world, yes. and a certain number of people are going to invest in the beans, which is the short, meaning people are going to bet against the frank. Yes, but that's true. Below the bet, frank. You can't bet well you, you would think that you can't bet against more than the frank, right? Like <laughs> if there's a frank number of shares, the beans will have to be under the frank. But what yes. happened was Melvin Capital. Melvin which is, in this Melvin case, Capital. Think of Melvin Capital as um Ben Stiller. Um somehow got the beans above the frank. Meaning they shorted yes, more true. shares than existed, and and he, he they this this was occurred and then it got all stuck and he couldn't undo it and so he called in Mary's parents, oh and, that- <laughs> right and yeah. so the mother is like I think of her as like Citadel, and then um, the father um, remember she was like a black stepdad that was like yeah. the Securities Exchange Commission so they come it's in Keith David. Yes, yes. Keith, yeah, he's the SEC. And they come in and uh, They're Citadel looking at it. Is, they're inspecting it. <laughs> yeah, Citadel is maybe trying to spray a little Bactine on it. It's not working. <laughs> and then um, the SEC comes in and puts on its reading glasses and takes a look and is like, how'd you get the beans above the Franks? You know? And <laughs> the, Melvin is just sitting there going like, what the fuck am I going to do? And then, you know how the cop just shows up at the at the window? <laughs> right that's that guy keith gill that's roaring kitty that's uh deep fucking value right so he comes in and he's like what's going on here (laughs) right and then he and then he gets on the cb and he was like hey you guys gotta come take a look and then the firefighters show up and that's wall street bets 
So now you've got everyone in the bathroom looking at Melvin Capital with his beans stuck above his trunks, and there's no way to back it out, you know. And uh, you know the 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 outcome is going to be very bad. Uh, you got a bleeder. He bled out fifty three percent of his value. <laughs> yeah, they try to yeah. back it out, uh, <laughs> yeah. and they sent him to the hospital. And then I think of Mary as GameStop. Where she had like the hair gel, she has the, and, the, the, and, she, the, and it's just the quote going unquote up. hair gel. <laughs> yeah, and it just. But the hair gel's not, a different scene, though. Because it's this a is different calm. scene, I know. But if you were to take the long view, I think that's Mary is GameStop. She just keeps she's still up, up there. Up. Yeah, know? there's something yeah. about her, you know. Game GameStop is still at 150. It's still at 150. Um, so that's basically the story I think of GameStop is that bathroom scene, more or less. <laughs> I don't think so I've ever. Situ- it's a situation that normally it just it's unfathomable. It's impossible, right? Yeah, yeah. It's impossible. Uh, <laughs> but it happened, and it caused a whole lot of hurt. And the beauty of it is, for once, for fucking once, the person feeling the, the crunch, the person who was getting hot, uh, who was feeling the heat, um, wasn't the little guy. That was the big draw of it. That's true. Yeah. It was a whole, it was people swarming. I mean, it was truly what the January 6th insurrection should could, should have been, like a proper insurrection, a proper, because, you know, no one broke the law except for, the you know, they, the, the fucking rich, you know, financial firms that, do you remember, like, you know, in some of the worst trading days when um, the short position holders were getting really knocked the fuck out, um, you know, they were trying to get more people to pile into the stock. Because remember, the higher the price the stock goes, the worse it gets for, oh, for yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the institutional investors. And what happened was that well, Robin Hood... Do you want to explain of- a short squeeze first? No, nah, not really. <laughs> okay. All right. I was thinking right. not right. in Look terms of the short squeeze, but just thinking more about how the the government just like printed all that money and then dumped it back into the stock market. Yeah, I mean, essentially, what happened was that they started trying to figure out ways of of you know trying to trying to cut this fish loose, even though um, you know Reddit had made it, had had hooked it uh, and hooked it deep, and you know they just started doing shit like um, well, they, they Robinhood's they, um, app, yeah, I was about uh, to which up. is like this you know sort of retail investor app, which was what everyone you know with the little guy checks can, was yeah. using to. Yeah, I mean, when, I, when Liza refers to the government putting money into the stock market, I think a lot of that came from the stimulus, the stimulus yeah. checks, uh, which people were using beca- to to go speculate in meme stonks and, and crypto, and uh, <laughs> they were gonna you know take down these uh, bigwig investors by just hitting buy on Robinhood on their phone, and then on one of the days, everyone you know woke up and said, "Okay, let's go get this done," and then they looked at their phone. And the buy button was just was blacked gone. out. Yeah, it was that's, gone. That's, yeah. That only sell. To me. It was grayed yeah. out. Yeah, and so it literally like, grayed yeah. out. It was like a collusion. <laughs> you know, it was a clear collusion between Robin Hood and and possibly um, the you know the reg- the U.S. government or uh, some of the in between firms. There are firms that are sort of like, are they private or are they kind of quasi public? You know, like some of the they manipulated that because Robin Hood was pre- preparing to go to go to IPO. I yeah, think later right. that year. It, well, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so still in kind of a, 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 a regulatory gray zone as far as this. And you could tell that they were that they had him by the short hairs, honestly. Um, I mean, yeah. there was that time when uh, you could you could not buy, you could only sell. And then I got hit with the flip side of that when it reached its uh, when it reached uh, what I cons- what was probably the peak. Right. I went in and I wanted to sell. Um, you and sell? you could. Uh, well, it just. You could it sell, just bl- I think, right? No. Ah. Well, mm-hmm. what happened was like I couldn't. Oh, right, no. the app was just saying like, "Oh, it's down" or something, and in the meantime, the value was plummeting. Oh no! The like the app itself was down. Yeah, and the like it it was extremely shady shit. It wasn't an, a yeah. normal like error message either. So hiding behind, oh, it's a technical glitch. That's a that's that's a lie. It was clearly right. manipulation to prevent people from pulling out the value that they had pumped that they had put in. Right, right. Uh, Every they time had, they it did had this, gone down though, for like several could- hours. But they've done, they did this over and over again. Yeah. And just whatever the big players needed them to do, they did. Because Robinhood was a was the app that had the lowest buy-in. You didn't have to have uh like the the like the thousand dollar you know like bin, um thousand dollar cash deposit to get started and they and they had you could get you could get approved to start trading like basically overnight. As opposed to other apps that required, like, right. it would take, like, a week or longer. But every time, and, I, and you know, we've, we've talked about the short squeeze. The reason I said I don't want to talk about the short squeeze is because... We've talked about um, it. Yeah, you know, we've talked about it in the past, and I think oh, people yeah, we did. look it up. Yeah. But, and I, you know, I don't want to recap the, the whole event because it's all been documented and everyone kind of knows what's going on. But it was more the... Um, what I was recalling was the feeling in the air, you know, like every time that happened, I remember the night, the, the evening after they shut down, um, uh, Robin hood, uh, or, or shut down the, the, the buying function and all that, um, that when you went on to wall street bets, there was a real sense of like shared, I mean, a genuine shared outrage, and, and, and sort of like a righteous outrage. Like this was like something that was really fucked up that our, our government probably did to us. Mm-hmm. And they just straight up told us regular ass people, go fuck yourselves so that they could protect, you know, like one man's firm. Like they, yeah, they literally. did this to protect Ken Griffin. And he's, he's mm-hmm. a multi, multi-billionaire. He's one of the richest men in the country. And they acted to protect him and told legions of people regular ass I mean, people to go yeah. fuck themselves Probably, and then the, the how many feeling people online of just sort of like shared outrage yeah you know that was a camaraderie that i personally had not felt because i was so angry about what they did even though i didn't use robin hood and I, I i was fine right. i could buy and sell all day on on fidelity but to see that happen and to know that you know, and I worked at the SEC and I, I like I know a lot of people in these in the regulatory world. And, and to see that that system ultimately, you know, when push came to shove and the little people found you know, a way to run the same, you know, sort of oh, the same schemes, the yeah. same scheme that the professional investors are, have been doing every day. They do that, that type that, of shit all the time. They openly brag about doing it. Oh, the absolutely. second the regular people do it, the government comes and just straight up takes your 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 app away. It takes your app away, and it and was it, made, it, it was, was worse, it just I sort think. of made people realize. I think altogether, all at the same time, like I no longer have faith in this system. 
it it yeah. is like it just simply at the end of the day it will not even have it won't even pretend it will just straight up just say you know what fuck you <laughs> and whatever just you can't no like we're just going to take away your thing and i don't even have to prove to you why i'm allowed to do that and i i think they, they barely really like look they're going to follow up this gen 6 thing with endless hearings and merrick garland's gonna oh my push, god he's going to investigate trump and his connection to whatever blah 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 <laughs> they're not going to push any they're not going to investigate what happened uh, you know, in the game, in the GameStop short squeeze, and how they fucked, you know, the retail investor. They're not going to do that. I mean, I think they made a little bit of a show of it, like right then, because the world was paying attention. But ever since then, I mean, they've they've acted. They just pretend like it never happened. So, yeah, I, and it's worth the short squeeze. It's a predatory practice. Oh yeah. Oh, shorting Betting, is yeah. Put, yeah, shorting like not the short squeeze, but yeah, shorting, shorting. a stuff. Mm -hmm. It's yes. a predatory practice. You yeah. are putting money, you are betting that a company will fail. Yeah, and if you have so enough you, and money you're behind money that. Off of, yeah, and you can, you can, if you have you enough money. You can actually money, force it down, yeah. Yeah, you can affect that market. You can cause yeah. that company to go down and you pocket, you know, untold millions and billions of dollars off of this. So this yeah. is a story that I think resonated with a lot of people. I think the immediate, people got it immediately. There was no sales pitch needed to introduce this once they mm -hmm. got over like the basic like lingo of what's going on right. people got it instantly yeah. for normies no, like Melvin me was... i have to yeah for normies like me i have to thank the movie the big short so that i could understand what was going on because if that movie hadn't come out before this event i would be clueless that was a good I movie be able to follow, it was a good I movie would, i wouldn't yeah. be able to follow the news stories or like what was going the conversations yeah. on twitter yeah it was beautiful because it was like this fucking melvin was shorting your like neighborhood video game shop yeah i mean you know, GameStop, like a lot of, yeah yeah like gamestop is a very sort of like comforting you know um every every kid's local mall has a gamestop mm -hmm. every kid has I gone mean, to GameStop. literally literally yeah. every mall has a gamestop yeah and like, every kid everyone. goes to gamestop and tries to yeah. sell his used video games and right. it's like a little and, pawn shop for kids and this isn't to say that uh, gamestop is like the best company like they scout people on no, like the used games and all that stuff it, that doesn't matter <laughs> no, but it's part of your you know. people's childhoods, you know. Oh like no, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter like if GameStop itself is like a great company or not. No, it's, it's just and it's, it's failing. It's you know? a failing company. Oh yeah, it's going the way of Blockbuster. Yeah, right. It's, As it's Amazon failing, and yeah. online retailers and you know digital game sales uh, mm. go up, uh, there's less and less need for a a, a physical footprint and an increasingly an ex increasingly expensive physical footprint right. in a mall. Too. Yeah, so Melvin yeah. Capital was basically saying, "Ha ha, your childhood is disappearing." Yeah, and, and your you know this world that you grew up in is clearly going away because we found new methods of you know extracting money you from contact you. and extracting <laughs> yeah. money from you. Yeah, and we're gonna we're just gonna make. Not only are we taking away your childhood. But we're going to make money as it gets as destroyed. it dies. Yeah, exactly. Not only did they kill. GameStop itself by, you know, just because of like their their other investment activity. But yeah, they're going to they're going to sort of do, they're going to teabag you on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think for for people who were seeing that, maybe for people who who were uh, involved, I think it was a very stark lesson on just how lawless the U.S. is. 
the U.S. falls back a lot on, oh, this is a capitalist country and a capitalist country. All that matters is money and all all the government is supposed to do is safeguard the individual's uh, property, you know, money. Just make sure that your money is going to be secure. This was a blatant violation of that one fucking rule. We're told that we can't mm-hmm. get things like health care. This is not the government's job. We can't get protections on in the environment mm-hmm. or or education. Oh, that's not that's not the government's job. This is a capitalist country. Everything has to live and die by the dollar. Fine, then motherfucker, you're supposed to safeguard the dollar. Right. My the dollar. ability to make money, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're telling and you fuck around with these digital platforms and make sure that exactly exactly the people who don't have money they're the they're the ones whose money you are not going to protect you're going to take that call from ken griffin and you're going to bully robin hood a financial a, a financial platform into violating your own fucking laws on the books to make sure that the rich people stay whole yeah pretty much that's a pretty blatant that's a pretty blatant lesson that there actually is no law that the us will will safeguard for you and i think i think i think they played with fire and it will come back to bite them because you don't this is something you don't want you don't want people to know you want as few people as possible to see the to to see that rough backhand yeah (laughs) Uh, and a lot of people got that got that immediate like i saw it right there i'm trying to just trade buy and trade i'm doing everything within the law I open an I open my app and it says, "Oh, sorry, your ability to do what you want with your goddamn money is going to be suspended for no reason at all." And we said so. They didn't even pretend that it was an app like a tech glitch or anything. They just said, no. "Your ability to trade is suspended until further notice. Until you, you know- peasants behave and do what we say, you're not going to be allowed to go against the house." Yeah, and it was it was just yeah. amazing because it was like you know what was really there was a there was a real palpable sense of I mean some people were posting Wall Street bets and it was some of the most emotional stuff I've I've seen um, on Reddit or online at yeah. all. I mean people literally saying like, look, I don't care. I really don't have much money. I don't care, but I just want you all to know that the past you know several days have been like I've I've felt so alive, and I just feel like this is the right thing to do. And I just I just want to see them hurt. I just yeah. finally want to see us hurt mm-hmm. them. These fuckers. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And it, it just felt good. And then, you know, one night um, after uh, the Robin Hood uh, takedown, you know, and and so many people got hurt because of that and were losing money and people were just saying, like, I don't care. Like, I'm in. I just want to be total. And that that night, I believe Wall Street bets actually went offline for a few hours. Oh really? Yeah. Yes, and, they did. Yeah, and and you know, I was sitting there. I couldn't get it up. Like the Reddit suspended the, red, them? the Reddit. I could not oh. get the web page up. And it just, you know, I, I it was not a suspension of Wall Street bets. It, it, it turned out it was a it was a it was it was actually like a, a service outage, a temporary one, a, a few hours. Still the, suspicious. Yeah. It was suspicious. Yeah. But the the loss of that digital space for people to commune it, it was it was the equivalent it felt like the equivalent i would think of and i remember because i used to walk by zuccotti park all the time when they were having um um uh occupy wall street uh it was as if the cops had con and just cleared out the space you know mm-hmm. and made it illegal to go there and just destroyed everything 
And you realize like that's sort of all you have is the ability to convene with other people. If they take away that ability, it's over. And that's exactly why, mm-hmm. you know, with the Jan 6 stuff, um, they just shut down Trump's Twitter. You know, and they shut down all these websites and stuff where mm-hmm. these Q crazies and stuff would gather. And I, although I supported that, obviously, to, to an extent, it also is a very violent and fucked up thing to do is to just take away people's ability to convene and be well, like, yeah. oh, well, this is the website where you guys met each other and plan together and commiserate and co- collaborate. Well, we're just going to take it away from you. Well, how about that? Well, I mean, it, it's it a constitutional like right to be able to Not peaceably really. assemble, right? We Not wouldn't and, exist. Plan A wouldn't <laughs> well, exist without that. I'm saying that, yeah. but it is a it is in the Constitution, right? I mean, to be able Not to really. Not, not, not when it comes to Reddit. Um, no, yes. but I, well, yeah. my point is, is that the world has changed to an extent and technology has allowed sort of yes. these virtual gatherings, right? Correct. And, you know... The, there's that idea like uh, well the question is is that that right of peaceable assembly does that extend to the digital realm and i think some people would say no um others would probably say yes i, I don't know what should, the answer but is. i think the answer is no it's you know i, I think well, in practicality well, yes the answer is no i mean it, obviously they can just take people's yeah and it's horrible it's away. a horrible it's thing horrible. it's horrible yeah. to do that but i'm just saying that's one of those things that, that that's a larger debate about whether, you know, because you could make the case that unless it's something obviously like a subreddit for like pedophiles, right? Um, which, you know, Wall Street Bets was not, then should all any of, should like any of this, like, like banning those subreddits be allowed or like taking them offline? Um, I don't think so. So now the, the obvious, the obvious question. A relevant question here, I think, is is our Asian identity, which I think we're all familiar with. Yeah. Um, they had. I got to tell you, I mean, I've I've never been a huge fan of Asian identity. Um, I thought Same. they were the mod team was horrible, but I also felt like the idea that they because there are a lot of people that are trying to get it shut down and reporting it as a hate site, and I and I just thought like how that sort of in, it like ennobled them in a way or gave them like an extra cause to an extent because it, it would be very vi- like it would be a sort of an act of violence to just take away that site to say you're not allowed to have this site yeah i, I don't <laughs> like know you're literally not allowed to participate in this website anymore and and all the connections and stuff you've made those are all we're going to cut those and because when you all get together online, we don't like the results, so we're going to get rid of it. And when I started seeing that that was a possibility, and then I f- saw it with Wall Street Bets, I was like, this mm-hmm. is going to be a recurring theme in the world where the state is going to, t- or someone, power, some powerful people, um, who don't like the results of what's going on when all these people get together and get uppity. Um, they're just going to take away your right, your ability to congregate Yeah, by shutting down websites. And that, I don't know, there's just, it just felt very wrong, especially in the Wall Street bets context. Because I was it like, is. these people didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. 
Um, and they, now, they, as it turns out, they didn't shut it down. But I'm just saying the idea. Well, with right. with or with, just thinking it did, you know, just think it did. But with with the Robin Hood thing, they actually did that. Right, and they did do that. It just made me feel like these people did nothing wrong. Um, it was fucking Melvin that got his Franks above his beans, and he should have he should have paid the price. <laughs> well, dude, I love that analogy. I just. Yeah, I mean, how did he end up doing that? Everyone, it was the reaction well, I, from regular people when they found out that they were short, they had short sold more shares than existed was yeah. exactly like, um, you know, like, Mary's parents. Like, how did right. you do this? How did you get yourself in this how position? Did you do He's like, I don't know. Well, and, and the thing is, right, I th- the Melvin Capital geniuses thought they were the smartest people in the room. They did it on purpose. They thought they'd be able to get away with it. They've taken down other companies. Exactly. This is how they found. That's how they make money. This is an old playbook. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, they got caught with their, (laughs) with their beans above their francs and they didn't (laughs) like it. Um, And, you know, like as a bystander, because I didn't participate in the short squeeze, um, you know, but I was, I was watching and cheering from the sideline, but, but I was, you know, there were people coming to work at, in my condo and just, you know, regular working class people. And just, they were talking about it and they were like, they were in it. They were participating and they were excited. Like it was, they were like, and, and, and they, they were just really, and it was something that I could talk like, like we, it was you know, I can talk news. to most people anyway, event. but it was a world event. You know, I get yeah. along with people, and, but and like, fact, I was like, able to you- like, they were if like, oh my god! We're... Bets. They were betting. A, they were betting against, uh, or they were betting on. You know, they were taking long positions. GameStop, the entire twenty-four hour cycle. Because after yeah. after the U.S. market closed, um, the next to open was like Tokyo and Hong Kong. And oh they yeah, were they were. GameStop. Yeah, and then it was Europe, and then you know, and then in the morning, people would get up, and then the Europeans would be like, "Hey, we shot GameStop up to here," and then then the uh, yeah, it, it was a global it was a global it, party. It was it was a global and was, party, it, and it, it was, was just it, really amazing to see these people just like being into this. Yeah, and so um, I think so. Uh, it just was this incredibly, I think, positive event that it was a sort of like digital sequel to. It was like a, the streaming sequel on HBO Max to, you know, um, <laughs> Occupy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Occupy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but this or time they posed a real threat to the financial system. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not just a bunch of like drum circles in the park. Exactly. Yeah, this is power. It was people with money, and it was with government mm-hmm. money. It was that stimmy money? That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even oh, really got by working it a job. The government's it was just cannon <laughs> against its, right. you know, its own. I was know, addicted favorite. to reading, uh, reading Wall Street bets. The stories that were coming out, like who knows how true they are, but some of them just had that. Re- like let's like like. <clears throat> Like 2020, early 2021, we're coming off just a brutal year in 2020 with COVID and all of that. And we're just watching, you know, news story after news story about how incredibly corrupt our government was being and just leaving us literally really, to die. Really bad stuff. I mean, yeah. literally strung out to dry. They toss yeah. us a little, an insulting little, uh, little $1,200 check or whatever the fuck it was. Which is still right? more than what Biden's given anyone. Some of those yeah. fucking senators were like <laughs> investing in like, remember they were like early buyer. They were like, some oh my God, like no, Pelosi's stocks, husband. And then other, yeah. yeah. And then they, yeah. they got fucking like advanced 
briefings in February of COVID. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and, and then they immediately stocks. turned and then around. They fucking turned around and told they the American immediately people that there was nothing to worry about. Bought, yeah, and they told you know they fucking lied to everyone. Yep. But and meanwhile, they, bought, they like, sold their own stocks. stocks and they so like sold this other is fucking stuff. bullshit. Yeah. When I heard about that, I was like, well, and, Pelo- and, and none of that resulted in any like no, you know, criminal sanctions or anything like that. Nothing. So your and, own senators are fucking selling us out. Yeah. I mean, there's there actually, actually shit. they're actually there like that, people who follow senator um, from from Georgia, Kelly Loeffler, who was I think the most right. yeah, prestigious the player in mm-hmm. that. Yeah, she was. She sat in that. She wasn't super, even uh, elected. She wasn't even elected. Yeah. She was that's right. That's right. She yeah. just um, and her husband was was what was he the CEO of the fucking New York yeah, Stock he's Exchange? The, yes. yes, no, he was the CEO <laughs> of the New York Stock Exchange. I mean, he's the president. He, he, he runs the exchange. He's not just like a part of like a financial institution that that trades on the exchange. Yeah, so he she dumped a whole bunch of stuff that's like like entertainment and restaurant stocks and bought up Zoom. Bought that's up right. Zoom, that's right. Like digital, and, like like work at like Cisco, like a uh, uh, like tele tele telework uh, companies. She bought yeah, up yeah. a whole bunch of those in February. And if people in think that like February. it's changed or like Pelosi was asked about sort of um, senators and and representatives. Uh, being able to trade stock uh, and maybe there's a conflict of interest. She was like asked this like a few weeks ago and she's like, this is, we're a capitalist society. They should be able to participate in the market. (laughs) She, she just, she doesn't give a fuck. I think for me, like, you know, I think, I think what was sad about what happened, what the realization that I had was how angry I felt um, about what was going on beyond how I usually feel. (laughs) <laughs> which is a sort of like no well which is usually a sort of like kind of resigned acceptance of it. true, true. Eh, look i mean the system is always going to favor the rich and this is how the world is and you know and i think a lot of that is an ingrained sense of defeatism because there's literally nothing you could do and then one day you finally get this lit you know you finally corner the beast and you have all these little other people with you and they're all we're all of the same mind all of the same mind and you're like, oh shit, we could kill this motherfucker. And suddenly your rage comes out because you're like, oh, I can do something about this. That's right. And it's yeah. not until you realize that you could do something about it that you you're getting you in were? touch with how mad yeah. you are, you know, and how sick you are of these people. And that I would gladly have watched them take it all down at that point. I was Same. like, I hope you, I hope yeah. you fucking no, cause a financial crisis because this whole system is so rigged and so fucked up. Um, and none of these people even really cared to make money, to be honest. I don't, I really mm-hmm. don't think a lot of them, I mean, no, it was they were not saying about we can money. go to the moon and whatever, yeah. but I think for the people who got in thinking that they were going to get rich off of it, I don't think that they were really part of what was going on. I think it was the people mm-hmm. who were like, I don't care. Yeah. I just want to see people who say like, I have $15, the last $15 from that insult of a stimmy check that I got. Uh, I'm put, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. I'm going to pay rent, but I'm buying. I'm buying into this shit yeah. right here. Yeah. 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 And and like, how many people do you think were participating? Because it had to be in the hundreds of th- thousands, right? I yeah. I mean, it was a lot yeah. of people. I, I mean, mean, it was a lot of people. And think about like you got yeah, all those people to do the same thing. They were all doing the same thing all like all together. Like that's crazy. I really can't think of another instance where people were that united over one thing, you know? Yeah. That's insane to think about. Like, I don't even think that summer 2020 can rival that one. 
Yeah, because it's it it defied the usual political binary, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not. It wasn't. Nobody was asking. Well, who'd you fuck? Did you vote for Trump? No, right. it wasn't no. about. It wasn't yeah. about politics at all. In fact, you it know, was it a kind true of class war. A, exposed yes. something yeah, a war. that we're not supposed to really think about, which it is that class war, right yeah. and left is kind of an dis- united uh, across the it's classes. A dis- it's a distraction, and punching up, which was how it was always supposed to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and power violent. is its own but, political axis, and it was violent. It has its own gravitational like, pull. They were out for blood. They wanted to hurt him, and yeah. I think that is okay. I really do. I think in that case, it was like I hope that these rich motherfuckers get wiped out. I hope the CEO of Melvin gets fired. You know, I hope that Robinhood goes bankrupt. You mm-hmm. know, I hope that they uncover. All sorts of fucking like corrupt activity at the at, at the government. I hope Ken Griffin goes to hell. And like I wanted. Oh, bad none things. of those guys are seeing heaven. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it was this thing where it was <laughs> like, no. look, I'm we're not going high. This ain't this ain't about. No, we're not. You know, going high. those people are going to lift all boats. Like, no, we're we like we want to hurt these fucking people. You know, and that was celebrated because that was the first time I saw. Like on CNBC or, you know, like Bloomberg, where you would have people disagreeing and some of them were like, I don't know. I hope they fucking win. (laughs) Didn't didn't Chamath say he hoped that like Chamath was like, fuck Chamath. He's a piece of shit. But yeah, yeah, but didn't didn't wasn't he one of the ones who was like an opportunist, but he was behind. Yeah, right. I'm sure he was. uh, I'm sure he had he was a player, but he's in it to get rich. Oh, definitely. And so was that other fucking guy, the the. um the Dallas Mavericks guy, what's his name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark yeah. Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, Cuban can suck it. Cut from yeah. the same fucking yeah. cloth. Um, Cuban can suck it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, they, I mean, there, there were a lot of people that were trying to like steal the limelight and stuff, and I'm like, no, this is you know, this, this belongs is like to the little guy. Yeah, these are about the oh, yeah, yeah. the the anonymous <laughs> people, and their real hero mm-hmm. was that uh, deep fucking value guy. Was was uh, Keith Gill? Yeah, that was their real hero. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't the didn't fuck. did the government try to go after him? Uh, yeah, they did. Um, For like, I don't know actually what happened to him, but I think there were uh, attempts to charge him with uh, market manipulation, and right? All this right. Stuff. Yeah, and you know, it turned out that he was actually like a, a financial advisor, and so they were trying to get him, you know, fired. And I guess for stuff. like ethics violations, <laughs> they wanted or to fuck this guy over, and I was like, he's kind of a hero. Like, you should just leave him alone. You know. Um. So, anyway, it, it was just one of these things where I was, I had tweeted about this because I was just like, you know, everyone's talking about Jan 6 and what a sad thing it is and the threat to democracy. And, and it's, you know, all this shit is always is trying to... It's so bu- performative. Everyone is like, I, could hope, I hope I can find the strength to, like, you know, get through this day. <laughs> you know, AOC is going to have... to that. Yeah. Yeah. AOC you know, was like, AOC's- I thought I was going to die. <laughs> who who fuck who fucking said like uh it was like serious too it was like um you know like a liberal commentator who was like I thought that 9/11 was the worst thing that ever happened but now I see January 6 was the true threat to Honestly, our Honestly well, you know I, 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 Schumer compare it to like that? Pearl Harbor yeah. yeah, he did. Pearl Harbor. Like, Pearl Harbor. Dude, do you know those? Do you know those guys are still alive? Do you not? Yeah, okay. I mean that's a, anyway. I, well, so I also, let's, let's face it. Most of America and the world. Was watching that thing, not in horror, but just cracking up, like just laughing. Yeah, what I is mean, this so, shit? Le, le, so, so back a year ago, January sixth, it was the set that morning. Um, 
Chris and Philip and I were actually potting for unverified accounts. And then it popped up on the news. It was all over TV. And like we mm. kind of took a break from recording our podcast. I we remember all watching that episode. It, yeah. And we were all just like, what the fuck is this? What are they wearing? <laughs> That's right. The shaman? What's he wearing on his head? Yeah. I mean, and, see, and- I have questions about that. I have questions about one six that no, no, uh, no one's really answering. For one, th- I saw that video of the cops removing the barricades that allowed the people to actually enter the Capitol. I saw. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. how it's a. Uh, I see how it's weaponized now. So now here in Los Angeles, the Capitol Police has an outpost in Los Angeles. What the what? fuck? Really? Yeah. Yeah. They used that event to massive, like, yeah, the Capitol Police got like an extra like $3 billion bump to their annual budget. So now they're in every state? The Capitol is in every state I only now. heard of the one that they're opening up in Los Angeles. Like, the, we're a what? long ways away from D.C. They had a bunch of suicides, too. Like, three or four suicides. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't it, understand those, the suicides. Someone theorized, well, I, no, I don't think anyone knows, and, and I don't think that they're going to get into it, but. Someone had theorized that it, it's possible that um, that they that they knew some of the cops were like complicit and were participating, mm. and that uh, they were going to get investigated. So they committed. So they're suicide? not suicides. Oh, no, they, they're... they killed themselves to avoid. You know, they're the, like uh, Jeffrey Epstein suicides. They got well, Epstein. no, they no, no, no. I, I think the idea was that they were they killed themselves to avoid prosecution. You know, or whatever. I don't know. That's. That's interesting theory. I, I think that's purely That's an interesting theory. I mean, uh, so what we see from this one yeah. event is a a, a a a massive expansion of the police and surveillance mm-hmm. state on the on the ground on the pretext, in my opinion, of national security. We have to safeguard our democracy and protect yeah. our lawmakers. Yeah. Was Excuse this me, like, what? Was this like their response to the summer of 2020 and all that defund the police? It might have. It like might have. It certainly talk? was convenient because look, like I, I think it was a response to you know steal the election. They were. They were. They were. Yeah, saying that. they were congregated there to contest the election. That was the day that uh, the votes were going to be like ceremonial. What I mean is like, what was the real reason? And ratified. The real reason. Well, the real reason I think was Q, the QAnon thing, and there was a. It was like this. There was like prophecy that Q had said that that Jan <laughs> six would be this culminating event. Yeah. And that basically, like, some sort a of, prophecy? like, major... God. Yeah, like, something yeah, major day, would happen in, pr- in, in practical Washington. terms, that was the day is, when yeah. Mike Pence, the vice president, was going to ratify the vote. That's true. So that's that when it becomes, yes. like, legal, like, 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 set in stone that, you know, Biden is going right. to be the next president. So that's the, that's the event, that was the event of the day that they were all congregated for. Whatever, whatever Q had spun up around that, uh, that's, that's just, that's just mm-hmm. Q shit. Um, so, you know, lawmakers are afraid of the people fucking good. By the way, the Jan 6 insurrection, uh, insurrection, insurrection is far from unprecedented. People have short memory, but, uh, just look up the Brooks Brothers riot Mm -hmm. and how like a bunch of dudes, uh, stormed, um, the Florida recount office during Bush v. Gore. And literally stopped the recount by storming the building <laughs> and handed and that stopped the count. It literally stopped it worked. It stopped the it stopped the recount. Well, for a bit anyway. And they lodged the uh the lawsuits and they won and Bush uh took took, yeah. took the victory. And it worked. So yeah. it was like not only is it not unprecedented, but the precedent worked. That you know, like well, they I actually mean- did stop um the 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 recount 
And yeah. like, so it would be like if Jan six worked, like they actually stopped the, re- stopped, well, you know, stopped the ratification from- of the election or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of the election so results. It, it totally happened before. Yeah. No, I mean our country, was, our whole country is founded on that on that kind of thing. Anyway, I mean, it's America. This is a yeah, lawless, savage is... people. You, what, what kind of <laughs> yeah, I mean, rule our or was, sacred precedent are we supposed to respect here? Our country are was founded in an arm resu- uh, arms insurrection. Anyway, like, was... <laughs> yeah, by a bunch of kids. Like, do, do you guys know how old the founding fathers were? They were young when, when this shit went down. They were. Yeah, they were yeah there, wasn't they, they George were Washington their... only like seventeen years old during the Revolutionary War? I don't or... remember. Yes, like, they were very young, young like early mid twenties. Yeah, and yeah. if Ben Franklin always sounded like the odd man out, it's because he was he thirty was, like, years 35. older than them. <laughs> yeah, he was super fucking young. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like he's like a, like two generations older than them. That's which is kind of weird kinda... when you think that like you you have to be thirty five or older to be president. It right. sounds so young now that we're all over that age. I know, but it's just like when you think about the context <laughs> of the like when those president. guys became president. We have they an were entire like, like priestly oh. panel, the Supreme Court, whose job it is to interpret their holy texts, basically. And it's yeah. written by a bunch of twenty-two year olds high on high on cocaine and Bermudan rum. <laughs> oh, they were probably all drunk and yeah, Rich. And like Rich yeah. assholes who were slave owners, mm-hmm. wealthy All landowners, who were pretty much only dedicated to the idea of preserving their own personal property and making yep. sure that – and this is why that sharp line exists between government and pr- private property, but heavily biased towards large landowners and 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 people with a lot of property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the property and- then can't, uh, had humans in there. Right. I mean, so. and this is this is our sacred this is our sacred holy text that we now have to live and die under. Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. This can be adapted. Say, I, like when they wrote that shit, eighty percent of the country hadn't even been discovered yet by well, well it had been settled, it but it hadn't but, yeah. they didn't know about it. They have no idea they had no they have had no idea to predict what the hell they what hell spawn they were going they were about to birth here. Uh, but we're supposed to rely on them as some all-seeing, uh, all-seeing godfathers to this whole enterprise. I yeah, think, I think the I, importance of that event for me personally was of Wall Street bets of GameStop was like just experiencing, just getting a sense of what like a real movement for change like some sort of broad based revolt would actually feel like in an emotional sense. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what it felt. It it felt like that. It really did. It felt like this was an opportunity and we figured there would be more, but I think it just gave people like a working sort of proof of concept that it could be done versus like these really like performative as you say Liza like performative notions of you know protecting democracy or restoring our democracy and you know these fucking fake tears you know when the reality was everyone was laughing oh now we got to pretend <laughs> we were crying like like come on that dude that put his like that dude that was walking out with that lectern <laughs> you, you know, like that was hilarious. That guy, you, you, he looked so happy. I was like happy for him. I was like, I'm not, this guy I, is like, man, like, I had the best trip to DC. You know, like I occupied, <laughs> I occupied the Capitol, and all I got was this lectern. But you know, you know, uh, like 
how am I going to, like, honestly, you really want me to look at that picture and, and feel, you know, like the bald eagle inside my spirit is crying? Like, it's, it's all, it's all <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Like, not I mean, all of those emotions are fake and bullshit. Right. I mean, that was the thing, right? Is like, okay, I can understand that if you're someone working in that building and this mob of people um, that you're not expecting or whatever sort of rushes in. I can understand how that was scary, but um, the, the the hyperbolic sort of like our our country as at risk and all that jazz. I'm like, no, that I I I can't buy into that. I can't buy into like these people are going to bring down our country. That's just not going to happen. And well, the dividing you know. line is if you see that and you're horrified. If you're hor, how you react to that? It's like a Rorschach test. You believe the system is working for you or against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the dividing yeah. line. Yeah. So us saying, us kind of laughing it out. That's not to say we're all you know MAGA hat wearing Trumpites. No, no, here absolutely or not. Q yeah. people. Yeah, it's simply saying you you see a picture of order being disrupted in the halls of power. How you respond to that viscerally is a reflection of how you wh- mm-hmm. where you see where yourself, you place yourself in this system. Yeah. If yeah. you're horrified, it means that you feel the system is ru- more or less working in your favor and has your interests at heart. Disrupting that is a direct attack on you. If you see that as a, like, f- fucking cool, let's see how you like this shit, motherfucker. Uh, that just implies that uh, that you don't feel the system is working in your in your interests. Now it's that group right there. That's a ladder group. That's uh, that's supposed to tear each other apart with right versus left partisan bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the distraction here. Uh, right. So I see a lot. A lot of people yeah, did right. not. Uh, so I mean, this event got a lot of liberals and leftists fucking rooting for an expansion of the police state. Mm-hmm. There were actual leftists yeah, with yeah, this yeah. hammer and sickle in their bio, trying to rat people out to the FBI who were in mm-hmm. that who were in that insurrection right. and still calling for that. Yeah, yeah, like in the in subsequent events, like trying to like capturing a photo of them and trying to send it to the FBI, saying like, I think this person was at the January sixth the insurrection here. What the hell oh, are you going to do? It's and all distraction. Out, like, it's all yeah, distraction. There's like and there's like headlines of people like turning in their own family members and being celebrated as heroes. <laughs> so suddenly, you know, like the, suddenly the FBI and the cops are your friends now. Yeah, wait, wait, Seriously? wait. If you have hammer and sickle in your bio, why are you for democracy? Like democracy? <laughs> what? Because it's the right versus left binary that we're all locked into. But mm-hmm. we're not seeing the bigger one. Like power is right. its own Absolutely. political axis. Absolutely. So in terms of power, the January 6th insurrection, which was primarily uh, like cute, right, pe- like probably most like Trump supporters, right? Right on our political spectrum, storming it. Suddenly now we're, we're now, now prosecuting that is a good thing. Like suddenly prosecuting that is now a leftist position. But mm-hmm. to power that is equally a threat, as you see from all the mm-hmm. lawmakers and everybody mm-hmm. crying big crocodile tears over it. It really doesn't matter who's doing the storming. That is a threat. That's right. Because they hold themselves separate from either side, honestly. Yeah. So whereas, d- getting distracted by Wall saying... Street Pets crowd understood yeah. that, you know, the real enemy here, the real problem is that the state is has like a giant like head crab wrapped around its head. Yeah. And that is uh, the financial the uh, vampire market. squid. Right. And that, you know, this, you could look at the state and be like, Oh, the state is failing. The state is corrupt. The state doesn't work. And I'm going to go storm the Capitol. But it's like, okay, but it's not, it's not happening inside the Capitol building. You dumbass. Right. Yeah. It's not, no. 
It's not the lectern that's the problem. <laughs> you know, it's not Nancy Pelosi's office. No. And her and her um Rolodex that's the problem. Right? The problem is that your, your government is completely been bought off and uh corrupted. Parasitized. Yeah. Yeah. Completely it's, it's, swallowed ju- up. it's hosting this giant fucking financial parasite. And if you really want to attack the enemy, you should attack it the way that the Wall Street Bets folks did. That's right. And really mm-hmm. understand who your enemy is. That's the heart of power. So it is outside politics. They're laughing. They're laughing at the fucking Jan 6 stuff because it's like, oh yeah, it, not the no more attention paid to what we did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You pay attention to the host body that I've infected and blame the body, but you don't understand that the parasite that lives within. It'll just move on. You can elect new people. You can throw the old ones out and put a new body in. We'll infect them too. You know, or we've so, already infected them. <laughs> yeah, well said. I mean, that's that's the heart of it right there. It's nonpartisan here. They are completely untouchable in our political process. Yeah, it's who has that's the, the real problem. Absolutely. It's who, yeah. has, who has the wealth and who doesn't? That's the real, you know, division. And, um, it's, and it's encouraging. And, you know, if you, if... People in power are paying attention. They are a little nervous about this. Just how easily that uh, understanding penetrated at a mass level. Mm-hmm. At a yeah. mass level, everyone gets what the problem is. So politics is the distraction right now. It was it was a repeat, I thought, of... of it, it was just another... It was an act two, I thought, of, of um, Bernie Occupy. Sanders. Because in Occupy, yeah. Yeah. it was like... Uh, oh yeah the government we can't help the homeowners the homeowners are underwater we can't it's just the market has to sort it out market has to sort it out and the second goldman sachs was in trouble they're like okay we're going to prepare a 1.2 trillion dollar bailout right now (laughs) yeah yeah. you know and and they had to do it they had to do it because they they had no other choice because that is who they answer to and the government, it's not just that they're, cr- it's not simply that your representatives have been paid off. It's not that simple. If that was that simple, we could solve this problem. The problem is that they, they've handed over so much of that's right the yep. actual function of government over to private mm-hmm. uh, capital like well, Goldman Sachs. Right. They basically run our economy. So yeah, maybe they you run everything. Say, well, another yeah, they run everything. Ex- right. So you. What, you can't really let them go bankrupt because then who's going to run your economy? Well, it's for sort it? of like the 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 parasite has gotten to be so important to the function of the host It'll body. Die. If you, it, the, if the you kill the parasite, the host body the dies. Exactly. Right? And so that's and, the problem. And another example of of this sort of co option where they literally and it's not that they just have the people bought is like the whole Boeing Max thing, right? Where the, even even the FAA um, can't really regulate its industry anymore because they don't have the expertise and they have to offload that to the to the companies that they're trying to regulate so like then you get a situation like the boeing max plane that literally just falls out of the sky um so it's another example uh, of that mechanic yeah um did you guys uh did you guys listen to uh meltdown i haven't yet you said that it was really I know good you did yeah, I did, no, yeah. I, I loved it. Uh, David Sirota's um, podcast. David Sirota's right? podcast. Oh, it's a yeah. it's a limited series. So there's only eight yeah. episodes. Each one is an hour long. Just recommended to me. It's on Audible. So if you have What's an Audible topic? subscription, it's the it's a, it's financial right? crisis of 2008. Yeah, a blow by blow oh, accounting okay, of 2008. The meltdown. It I mean, excellent. I was very young. I was very young for that. So I honestly, all 
when it ha- was happening, it all just went over my head. Uh, I had a good understanding <laughs> of like the big picture, but I had no sure. idea. I, uh, I the lost the job he... because of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was well, big. I, and I for was my generation, was... I was packaging mortgage backed securities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for Lehman. You were Brothers. a grown up. You were so a grown up. A bear, bear, Stern, bear Stearns went yeah. out of business. And Le- <laughs> and, yeah. So um, it's a blow by blow. So yeah. for people who, you know, do, and the reason why he did it now is he had a thesis that the events of 2008 were actually pretty. If we want to understand things like the rise of Trump or our current economic malaise, we need to go back to 2008. And then from that 2008, yeah. he goes back further into, into history too, like Glass-Steagall and all of mm-hmm. that. Um. Uh, he has some we, we need to talk about this because I think it's a very good podcast, but he, he leaves out two things. He loves FDR so freaking much oh, okay. that I think it undermines his own argument um, about the proper role of government versus private sector. Uh, he doesn't mention Occupy. He doesn't mention mm. Occupy once in the mm. entire series, which to me is a glaring oversight because that was a huge part of that story. Yeah, it's certainly the one that I, even I if, remember. Yeah. Even if Occupy wasn't successful, I think it still leaves a lasting sort of echo right so uh yeah but you know one of the one of the facts he closes out with is um everything bad that happened that all the everything bad about the the financial sector in 2008 is about five times worse now yeah they they control much more of the economy they Mm -hmm. control much more of our daily lives than they did even in 2008 and that 2008 was a crisis of mismanagement on their part and greed Mm-hmm. Uh, and the role of government was simply to grease the wheels on that on their predatory the predatory scheme that they're running on all of us, and now it's now it's magnitudes worse than it was even back then. Uh, he leaves it open ended, but that's kind of a stark implication. We're headed for more of this shit. Yeah. What but what metrics does he use to say it's it's worse? Uh, things like uh, how much of the GDP runs through these these uh, the mm. five big Wall Street banks. Mm-hmm. In 2008, mm. I mean, I don't remember the exact numbers. Something like it was like, uh, like 30 or 40 percent in 2008, which and is now still crazy, which is still crazy. But now, <laughs> yeah. uh, he he is he is estimating, and I'm sure he's using he's using actual published numbers for this. He's not just doing back of the envelope math. Something like 70 to 80 percent of the GDP runs through these five institutions. Hmm. Wow, <laughs> I think our economy. Just, I think there's like a qualitative aspect to this, which is like. Our economy is like more bullshit than ever. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's far more bullshit than 2008, even. Absolutely. Um, it kind of has to be because the growth is growth is growth is false now. Like there yeah. was that new uh, there was that new study on capex published in the United States. We don't produce shit. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in that no. case, if we're not actually producing things in a productive, growing economy. Uh, what's left? We're scamming money off of each other. We're just passing well, the same yeah, buck around just, and yeah, hoping we're looking to steal for some more. We're looking for yeah. rents. Rent-seeking behavior, yep, extraction. Yep. Everywhere, for, everywhere. Yeah. Gross extraction is the only mechanism of growth available to us inside the country. I mean, how many how many ads do you get for um, these sort of get rich, like own your own business or like be a seller on Amazon, which are just yeah. drop ship. It's just drop shipping have of you, cheap goods. It's have it's you just, seen have you, you know. seen CNBC? Uh, what is it called? Make it. No, <laughs> that sounds just that sounds horrible. Ugh. It's called CNBC. Make it. Oh, God. And it is a whole um, website on CNBC about how to about get dropshippers. Yeah, so it's like there, there's a there's like I'm on it right now. 
Um, and it's about, oh, uh, one company is offering dividends in Bitcoin, you know, and it's about how this person quit her job to do YouTube and is now making $50,000 a month, you know, and, and all this shit. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's all about, <laughs> it's all about just bullshit. And that, you know, that's talking bullshit. about bullshit. I think, you know, we, we have in the work sort of, I think Jess um, and, and, and Eliza, we're going to be talking about David Graeber's new book, the dawn mm-hmm. of everything mm-hmm. in a few weeks. I think we all need, you know, I've listened to it. I want to read it because I think listening and reading, um, you do get different things out of it. Um, but talking about bullshit and bullshit jobs and how our economy is more bullshit than ever. He, mm-hmm. he wrote the bullshit jobs book. Uh, pour um, one out for David Graeber. Pour one out for him. And then, you know, we uh. talked about Occupy. He was one of the main intellectuals mm-hmm. with that yeah. um, as well. Uh, and, you know, so we're, we'll talk, we'll, talk, we're going to talk, you know, in, in, in depth about sort of that book. And then we'll obviously get into other ideas around it. Um, but yeah, pour one out for him. I think he's, he's more of an important intellectual now, even than he was back in 2008. When he yeah. was alive. When he was sort of, when he was alive. I mean, he, he should did. Yeah. Uh, it was, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start a loss, conspiracy theory. A CIA loss. took Graber out. Probably. <laughs> Heard it here um, first. Yeah. CIA but, uh, took Graeber out. Yeah, I mean, I, David I've been on Graeber a little... and 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 George Carlin. I think uh, I miss those two guys. I think yeah. they would they would have made hay with the with the bullshit that we're in now. God, George, a George Carlin um, Netflix special like that would have been great. Um, All right. Uh, I mean, just yeah, but uh, we're getting up on an hour here. Um, as we were just before we started pod potting. Um, Teen was shopping for food, and he put on Twitter an amazing photo of. Are the, is this chicken or duck? Uh chicken. Chicken. Oh my oh, god! Right. This like fried chicken or no? Maybe it's like a soy sauce. Chicken. Soy a soy sauce chicken. Yeah. My god, looks amazing. I thought yeah. you said you were at the bakery. I did. I I went to the bakery after that. They've got these limited edition mango puffs, and I had to get in line and get. A- oh wow! Oh, shit. There we go. <gasps> yeah. Go, go. Last time. Say I no more. Me. That's that is my, always worth a. <laughs> my favorite. The for. My newly discovered favorite um, genre of YouTube video is watching these Korean uh, street food uh, videos where they just like to you know they they just show them cooking like this huge amount of food, um, but it's like amazing. Like um, tukbukki and like fried chicken, but not like um, the fried chicken you get at like panchan, but like the um, very traditional sort of very lightly um, battered. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's my new favorite because just the food looks amazing. So yeah, we had another topic on the on the docket for today, right, team? What's that? We had we had a, we had we had another topic on the docket. I think we were. I was kind of like you know when we were talking about just this. I mean, we, we kind of lathered ourselves up into this populist rage, which I'm all for. But I I also wanted to. Well, I was don't don't put that thinking, hat away. We're gonna see more of that shit. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, I I was also just pointing out like some of the like the very. You know, I just I just like find that people sometimes are like a little bit too pessimistic about the prospects for, you know, finding camaraderie with people online and that, that wall street bets, you know, and, and, and that was a example I felt of like true camaraderie among people that would not have happened if it weren't for like digital spaces. 
and us as plan a like we've been what how many years have we been at this now this you is know, going like, to be our five? i think Four? we're at the let's see no i think we're this is our fifth year five years fifth right? year yeah. yep yep and uh we have been through it too Yes, I mean it's been a time. That is, oh that would be God. like a whole fucking series of you know, and but it, you know, I mean, we've been through a lot, and uh, it's still just original. It's just all the original people basically are still, you know, we're all, right. it's just us. And yeah, um, didn't didn't cover it on the the year recap, but twenty twenty one is the year the gang got back together. I can't believe we didn't cover that on the year recap. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's a, a lot to talk I mean, about. <laughs> it's a big thing, but it feels so natural. Is the thing. That was yeah, that's the thing, we, right? Yeah, it was like kind of like a like Voltron, just a <laughs> yeah, finally yeah. or a Captain Planet. You know, we got yeah. A- <laughs> yeah, just it just feels right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, five years—that's that's old. That's that's a long time, especially for online spaces. It's and it's for Asian online sort of and Asian magazines and Asian sort of organizations, right? Five years seems to be a milestone. Yeah, like not a lot so, even lasts like two or three years, let alone mm-hmm. five. What do you? you what know, do you guys think? Podcasts are gone now, right? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about all the podcasts that I was a guest on. I'm like, do they even still exist anymore? <laughs> a lot of people you, you know, you know when, when people are angry, like, I think one of the reasons that we worked out is because, like, we were all pretty angry and fed up with something, you know? And, and mm-hmm. you know how they say, like, oh, turn We're not that angry anger. about the same stuff anymore, though, are we? No, I don't think so. Like, but I'm I was just a saying total shit lib when I first joined Planet, yeah. when we all got together. No, it's changed. So but what I'm saying is, yeah. I mean, that... I, I like think I, I like look back at the stuff that I was doing at the time, and I'm like, oh my god, like my blog posts are kind of cringe, and like I started like this book series called Decolonize Your Bookshelves. Like, what the fuck was <laughs> yeah. I doing? I think more. <laughs> I love that series, <laughs> but I mean, I think I, I think what's more important than any specific take or po- politics or whatever is, you know, this notion that people say of like, oh, if you could channel your anger and that energy into something positive and people think like, oh, that means like, that would be plan A. Yeah, yeah, like I'm just angry. So I like, like make some dough and I just pound the dough into like bread or something, (laughs) you know, like that's not really what they mean. You know, like it means like, 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 like try chase it down. Like, you know, what are you angry about? Yeah, that's right. And I think that a lot of the problems is like people are just like not okay with the idea that people are angry about something like that means that something is wrong with us. And that's not necessarily the case. It, may, it might, might mean that there's something wrong out there and we see it. Right. And we can't do anything right. about it. And that to me is a very positive kind of anger. And when they say, say, Oh, turn your anger into something positive. I mean, I think that is often misinterpreted to be like, Oh, you know, forget, you know, forget these angry emotions, just take that energy and turn it into something less, some sort of positive energy. But then, <clears throat> you know, with Wall Street Bets, I was like, they're still, they're very angry about things that they should be angry about. You know, they're, they're angry about getting fucked over all the time. They're angry mm-hmm. about living in this totally, mm-hmm. you know, uh, unequal society where regular people are treated like garbage and they should be mad. And they got together and they did something, they acted together um, in a way that did not go against their anger, but sort of validated their anger. You know, and I thought that that was a very sort of important thing. And I, and I felt like, you know, for plan A or whatever, I was thinking that yeah, that's kind of what happened with us, too. It was like it's not so much any particular thing that we were mad about or whatever, but it was a general sense like, yeah, you know, there's nothing there's there's something wrong with the shit that a lot of Asian people are saying, <laughs> you know, like the way that we talk about 
ourselves and the way that we talk to other Asian people is often very fucking rude and mm-hmm. racist. And Smug. just because, yeah, just because you're Asian doesn't mean that your takes are okay, you know? And some of you should be knocked down a notch, you know? And, uh, man, have we gone through a lot of that shit together? <laughs> you know? Yeah, we have. So. Yeah. I think it was more, we didn't come together for a purpose necessarily. We were just yeah. shit talking, right? I think that's a that's a big pitfall. Like a lot of times people are rallying around a thing. And to be fair, like oftentimes um, you do need a thing done and it's mm-hmm. going to be a different, uh, it's going to be a different style of management to rally all of that. But we weren't, we weren't saying like, oh, we're going to like, uh, we're not going to make a magazine. We didn't start by saying, okay, we're going to make a magazine and we're going to rally the troops to to do that. Um, we were just shit talkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't all come from the same place, but I, and I also think that we allowed each other to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. There is no orthodoxy that we held each other to, to the extent that like, at least not to the extent that like, if you veered from it, you're now suddenly threatening the entire, the entirety of the project or something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, agreed. It, agreed. so, I mean, I see a lot of that, right? It's really, it's really sad to see. Uh, you see people with good politics, good ideas, good, good, definitely good motivations all congregating together. And then you start to see the infighting start and it gets increasingly more puritanical. Like you're not adhering to some principle or you're actually, you know, you're act, you're not actually espousing the principles you claim to. You're actually like an alt-right fascist or something um, <laughs> because yeah. you, you had like a fractional di- disagreement on something, not a total disagreement, just a minor disagreement. Uh, and that's more like enforcing like conformity, right? Enforcing, uh, um, I, I don't know what the opposite of dissent is. It can't be consent. No. I think it is, right? Really? No. Is that what it? I don't, you don't think so. You know what I mean, though, right? It's it's trying to enforce everyone agreeing on the same thing and be leaving in exactly the same thing at the same time. Um, as opposed to us, where our yeah. trick was, uh, our thing was, we had to navigate dissent. People who disagreed with each other a lot. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's don't, that seems to yeah. that seems to me the thing that helped uh, that helped keep it together. Well, we have we know out, we can disagree. Yeah, we figured out now how to disagree with each other and then still like walk away and not not totally hate each other or like just, like stop talking to each other. Well, I don't yeah. think that I, I think that we've avoided attacking each other personally, like just you know insulting each other. Like we can mm-hmm. disagree with with each other, but we're not sort of saying that any one of us is a bad person or something like that, right? Um, That's an important so, one. Yeah. Which we we've avoided that um, pretty well, I think. Um, like, uh, I, I mean, pers- I, you know, not uniformly. I think, I think there have but, been times. No, not uniformly, but I think there I think, have been times when people have crossed the line where you do. We do have to put. We we kind of have to be like, yo, they, I can't. I can't ex- like this is fucked up. You yes, know, like, th- yeah. there, yes, there's been there was an example of that, but yeah, I'm saying in general, yeah. I think in general we've been pretty good because of the core group of people who are still here, right? I don't think we're speaking very cryptically right so, now for the audience. Yes. Yeah, well, is this a bonus or is this a free one? It's a free one. We've had defections over the years. We've had uh, expulsions over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we need to name names exactly, but you know, there's a lot of there was there's a lot of drama that happened behind the scenes over the years. There has yeah, been. I still think, though, been. that in general, at least for in, in 
you know. One day yes. we'll do like an oral history of plan A where everybody <laughs> will have like their own confessional and then we'll just stitch them all together. Sure. In chronological order so that please go ahead and name those names <laughs> and describe those events that we're talking about right now that only make sense to the core people in this group mm-hmm. and not to anybody else. Sorry. Oh, I, don't I only know is personally speaking years. that you know, particip- like doing something like this has been like removing a straitjacket um, for me, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. like just being online and seeing all the shit that people say about stuff that it has, you know, that, that I do care about. Um, and just all these awful takes are getting like, not just awful, but like also just like these very f- phony, bullshitty takes, you know, kind of like the way people are talking about Jan 6 right now, you know, like, you know, liberal democracy, this or whatever, threat to the, like, just a lot of like just bullshit and it just felt like a straitjacket. I was like, this is all there is. This is how I'm meant to like, this is the level at which I'm supposed to understand all this shit. You know, um, we got to do some stuff for ourselves here. People got to do some stuff for ourselves. We can't just like, I just can't read articles all day and just like imbibe the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't know that, that that's, what's been helpful for me is like the, the therapeutic power of shit talking. Just see what other, <laughs> yeah. Just like, validate and confirm what you're thinking with other regular ass people is a very powerful thing, I think. Um, And I felt it uh, again. I I think that's why we were talking about Wall Street Bets. I felt it online. I was like, so many people feel this. Do you know what I mean? And if you don't get online and you're not validating and socializing that feeling, it can feel very, you can feel very alone and powerless. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because you're just like, it's me versus uh, these billionaires. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get fucked, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you go and you say, no, there's like literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who feel exactly the same way you do and would gladly dance on their skulls. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, really? Cool. Hello. Yeah. You know, nice it's to not meet just, you all. It's suddenly not you versus your creditors or you versus Wall Street. It's right. you and a million of your homies versus mm-hmm. Wall Street. Yeah. And that balances the books a little bit. It, yeah. It's a good yeah. feeling. Yeah. And I think the same is true for a lot of things that we've done um, over the years about, you know, like a lot of the stuff that has been that we've been talking about when it comes to, you know, anti-Asian racism in the time of COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see a lot of takes online from, you know, journalists and, you know, uh, uh, you know, blue check people on Twitter or whatever the fuck. Uh, scholars and stuff. And I'm like, this is all bullshit. <laughs> like. Everyone reads this and feels like shit. I remember like way back in the day when Michael Luo wrote that thing after, you know, the, the, oh, the, God, the yeah, white dude. woman told him oh, to go back yeah. to China. Dude, they, that, I was surprised, you because, were I went, that I was surprised because when I went to work the next day, one of my coworkers, uh, who's like this Taiwanese guy, um, was talking to me about this article. And he was like, hey, what did you think of that article? And I was like, um, like I kind of was like thinking that he wanted to yeah. say something really good about it. Like he was really happy it was published. But I was like, not sure I wanted to say that, right? Because I didn't feel that way. So I gave him sort of this like dithering kind of like, ah. Uh, and he was like, it was fucking garbage. I was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, the way he just like fucking, because he's, you know, he himself is like a one and a half gen guy. He was like, the way he threw like foreign born Asians under the bus. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Man? I was like, oh, he gets it. He totally gets it. That's exactly why I was mad about this. And he's just like a coworker at, you know, my, my job. And mm-hmm. I was like, see, a lot of people get it. You know, like a lot of people get this and I think it, it is important to put it on the record. 
you know, otherwise it's just going to be him thinking like he's the only one that sees a problem with the, the, the way that that article went down, you know, and being like, oh, I don't deserve this. I was born in America. Like, mm. you know. <laughs> so. Is Michael Luo the guy that was, uh, he was demanding more accuracy in someone's racism during the uh, beginning of the pandemic when people were calling yeah. it like the Kung flu and like they, mm-hmm. someone mistook him for being Chinese and he was like, I'm actually Korean. Please a little accuracy oh, no, in your really racism. Different. No, that was someone else. Cause that's Michael that's Lowe's article was like what way before COVID, right? Yeah. yeah it was before he COVID. Said something, but he's also Chinese. Yeah. So he's it, Chinese and, and oh, someone told him to go back to China and he was like, I went to Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the hell does that have to do with it? And he was like, he was like, he went to, he was like, I thought he, he was like, you had a Burberry raincoat and an iPhone six or whatever was, like a, was the yeah, latest model. Long ago it was, it was yeah. 2018. Yeah. So it was he was like, you had on like one. really nice perfume. Yeah. You could have been like one of these white women that had a kid at the same school as my kids. Yeah. I thought you were normal. I was like, you, <laughs> it was like on the upper West side. It was like, you, you know, classist was, yeah. bitch, man. Like, yeah. what are you talking about, dude? It was just crazy. Yeah. And you know, it was stuff like that. Like we were living in a media environment for Asian Americans. That was, just loaded with classist bullshit like that. Like you, you know, went and, to and, Harvard and, and, and everyone was you're the one for his farts. Yeah, you're the yeah. one that works at the Times. You're the <laughs> one publishing this in the New York Times. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you're displaying how butthurt you are that some, I don't know, possibly a, a SUNY dropout maybe hurt you that bad. And this isn't a this isn't a diss against like SUNY dropouts or anything. It's simply how could you let this hurt you this bad? And then you you display this to everybody. He was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just told me. He's like, first, I went to Harvard. Second, (laughs) my kid goes to private school. Third, (laughs) uh, I'm in line for brunch. I'm in line for brunch. I'll have you know. They just got out of like church waiting for brunch. Yeah, We're like, we fucking fled communism. I hate, I'm like a capitalist. What are you even talking about? (laughs) Did he invoke his parents and like. Yeah, yeah, he said we fled communism. That's right. That's right. I was it's like, like what the fuck are you do talking I have about? To do dude? for you to accept me? You uh, had an iPhone six. How can you tell me to go back to China? Yeah. <laughs> you wore a Burberry coat. I saw that lining. How can you tell me to go back to China? How you can you look coat, so lady? normal but act so hick? It's gross. Yeah, it was. It, it hurt was me. A really. Uh, that's yeah, the kind of stuff that was motivating one. me. Where I was like, "Am I crazy to hate this shit?" Because <laughs> all these people, all these Asian people, were like, "Oh, so brave, so brave." <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? This is a piece of shit article. This guy's a complete asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was us like in the early days. That was us like every day in our chat. Just being yeah, like, oh, get a load of this the- shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we yeah. do that for other different thing- things now. Because <laughs> our but chat I think is still on the amateur that. leagues. I think those were the amateur leagues. As, mm-hmm. I mean, as inconsequential as that might have seen se- seemed at the time, I think it did lay down some... Some uh, it worked to the brain muscles in the good in a good direction. It came in. It sure came in handy when 2020 hit. I'll tell you that. True. Yes. A problem yeah. on a much different scale. Well, that's exactly why you need training wheels at first. That's true. So I don't know. I'm I'm I'm. It seems kind of funny in retrospect to think about all the topics that we spent so much time on. Like like we're talking like hours on across like three different slacks. How many slacks do we have? We had like so many slacks. We had so many. Uh, <laughs> we did have a lot. But, uh, but then you know, once once 
once you see the big wheels starting to turn, right? Like geopolitically, you see you see an entire machine kind of lay its hand bare when on the big the wheels keep on a twinning. Mm. Yep. I, I mean, mean this 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 shirt came in handy. Yeah. Yeah. And, People and, were calling us like conspiracy nuts. Like, what do you mean there's some conspiracy to like emasculate the emasculate Asians or keep them in a subservient position? I don't know. Let's look at every single headline from the New York Times about COVID from the last two years now. Let's let's <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and you know, with, with talking about training wheels and things like, you know, I think with just adoption stuff, like I I, I feel like just a whole debates and the whole podcast and everything like my thinking and, and my ability to like suss out those like weird, that bad stuff um, has gotten stronger too. I mean, there was that, it's funny. Like there was that, that uh, video that came, uh, the next shark article came out about that, like white woman in a mall that was harassing uh, this Chinese couple. And oh, I saw that. that was yeah. Crazy. And it was awful. Right. I mean, the whole incident crazy. itself was yeah. awful. But I don't think like before, you know, plan A, it started, I would have been able to then recognize the fucked up adoptee angle that that video took as well. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. what happened was if people haven't seen this, um, you know, I mean, I think you should just watch it just to sort of get an idea of what we're talking about. But she gets out her phone, this white woman, and gets her kids on a video call. And she has Asian kids. And adoptee kids. So that could have been me or, you know, any any other adoptee, right, with white parents. And she turns the phone around and points it at the people that she's harassing and tells her kids, these are your Asian parents. This is your Chinese mom and dad. Uh, and that is just all that. That's all sorts of fucked up. I mean, and I tweeted about it, but like, I don't know if I would have caught that, you know, five years ago. Um, so but, you know, so like I, I've come a long way with, with with that i mean since being in plan a for the past five years i i certainly look at transracial adoptions in a much different way thanks to you i didn't even think about it before yeah yeah i it wouldn't just, have either things just didn't even occur to me the stuff that you bring up i appreciate that but yeah i mean it just think about like the fact that like her i don't know how old her kids are but like she feels that they're old enough maybe they're like preteens or teens and she she thought of like to, to do that. And I just think about how her kids are probably thinking like, oh, you know, maybe I want to learn about where I come from. You know, what's it like being Chinese? And she turns around and does that like mm-hmm. that just is going to completely shut them down. Um, they're going to just be mortified that like she's done yeah, they'll this. associate it with like a, a humiliation. And yeah. Shame. And and she's like, this is who because. She probably, you know, because everyone thinks that they're in the right, you know, in this like heated situation. She feels she's being threatened. So she turns around and like not only is she dealing with people who are like yelling at her, but then she's thinking in her head, like what is going through her mind to be like, let me call my kids and rub their face in this in the same moment. Like, that's crazy. What was so what was so uh, fitting was she had that giant goblet of wine. 
she was in a <laughs> parking lot with a like, open she, was in, glass she was in a parking wine. garage with like a giant goblet How like, is, of wine. Yeah. And it was exactly that kind of lot, like yeah. wino mom that Absolutely. Is, you know, it's like the the wine both represents I'm at ease, I'm just chilling with my glass of wine. Right. But it's also exactly like the dependency that causes all this shit, you know, like yeah. that that enables her to constant to, to cause her to be like this. And so she's just like prancing around a fucking parking garage with this huge glass of wine and casually sitting it as she engages in batshit racist behavior batshit crazy racist behavior um and it it was just and i don't think i would have caught like that 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 um uh that the adopt the ankle to it and it just makes it even worse um and just horrifying i mean it was just yeah you know bless 2020 for giving us the term Karen to just dis- yeah, that's, that's right. describe exactly that. We're going to save so much time and letter and character counts on Twitter because we can just now use Karen. And she, she earned it. She earned it. Yeah, <laughs> that God. she did. All right. Um, so we're at about an hour and 20 plus. Should we, any final thoughts, any closing gestures uh, to this, uh, January Eve of January sixth, <laughs> Eve you of know, the worst attack on American soil since the Civil War. I think War. that should be a national. Worse, I think it should be a national Pearl Harbor. Worse than oh, no, way think, worse than I Pearl should, Harbor. I think it way should be a national holiday, <laughs> not not as in a holiday. I think we should all remember the spirit of one six and gather your posse and storm the Capitol. Costumes, costumes. We need to we need to trade off groups. I don't think everyone should be all there at the same time. That's going to cause a little friction. I think different groups should just storm the Capitol. Just the annual storming of the Capitol. Like the look, closest, France does Bastille Day. The, the closest threat. That I can think of is when the British levied taxes on tea. Ooh. Oh yeah, my god, dude! We threw the tea in the harbor. We we <laughs> we, we celebrate that as like one of the formative experiences of uh, the American Revolution, right? Um, yeah, the left uh, so, is behind. So far, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's the right that has a uh, the up uh, that has the point on actually pose like a physical threat to power here. Jan six is a bullshit story that the bullshit media is trying to feed you, and it's it's all it's just fake emotions, and it's just it's just corny and lame. It's and a power grab. Well, it's a power grab. Yeah, it all those tears are supposed it, it doesn't have any to real human sympathize. element to it. It's all the main celebrity crazy. tomorrow is going to be AOC followed by Nancy. Yeah, it's QAnon oh people who have brain rot. You know, storming Nancy Pelosi's office. Like God, these are not people. Nancy like Pelosi, on either man. side, do do regular human beings relate to or care about? Well, the trap here is using those tears. It's going to be corny, but it's also going to be used to convince us that you know we're going to just need to expand the police budget. We need the cops now. Yeah, I mean, but just leaving that all aside, I understand that they're going to be doing this. But I'm just I'm just saying that you know, as a reaction, it's just like you know, people should just be more discerning in like what they emotionally participate in because they're trying to get us to emotionally participate to like have like um you know a very special dinner tomorrow evening and then all the parents are going to you know tell their kids we must you know think about the events last year you know when you know and nobody (laughs) actually cares about this but it just feels like the right thing to do but there's no real human emotion behind this this is just pure obligation and performance um and then, and then they totally forget about Wall Street Bets, which is a very, very it was a very, very 
human moment that involved just like unreal levels of like emotion. We should do an anniversary. It's hard to understand looking back, but if you go and look at some of the posts, I mean, uh, I mean, honestly, some of the stuff that I read, I was kind of teared up thinking about how, Mm -hmm. you know, how much despair people are feeling out there, Mm -hmm. you know, old and young. I have nothing to fucking live for. And I bookmarked some of these stories just to just because they were so like a lot of them were so just so full of pain. Just yeah. I, I mean, one guy was talking about like Rewind. 2020 hit him super hard. Um, I, I don't have it in front of me, but like I remember one because it was just I was like crying. Uh, one guy, like a young guy who was a service worker um, already on the edge financially. And then 2020 hit. Mm-hmm. So he had basically a year, a, a not, really yeah, rough God. year um and he had a dog and the dog got sick and uh he didn't have enough money like god mm-hmm. i'm like tearing up just thinking about it but he's talking about like he had like his best friend in the world he was far away from his family like a whole bunch of other shit going down his dog was his only friend and the dog got sick in 2020 and he was oh, on god. the verge of having to like put the dog down but then he mm-hmm. he heard about well he heard about the short squeeze uh, and then just like put his last like fifty bucks or something, and then it suddenly mm-hmm. turned into like like a few thousand dollars, which right. was enough to cover like treatment, like surgery for his best mm-hmm. friend. God, yeah, yeah and, it was, and, and and people, how do you not like, cheer for that? I know, and people were all over those stories. People yeah. were just like, yes, you know, like welcome to the, you know, like yeah, it was like people were hunting for this. Um, we needed that, like that win. We needed that win. It's, it's more it, revolutionary than every Chaz in every city. Yeah, yeah. probably because yeah. this actually this actually hurt people who were in. They they were scared enough that they took that they cut their yacht weekends short. I mean, to come uh, collude uh, yeah. with the SEC. And no to, one to defraud. No, not a single investors. person in authority told these people that that's what they were should do or that that's what they mm-hmm. were allowed to do. Mm-hmm. They decided to do it. Mm-hmm. No one told yeah. them they should do it. No one mm-hmm. said, oh, you should sit around the dinner table and, you know, think about, you know, the importance of the, you know, this, the, the rule of the, law uh, and order, <laughs> the yeah. rule of law, the sanctity yeah. of de- of American no, democracy. You, know, you didn't go on PBS and they, you know, like the fucking uh, news hour told you to about, you know, oh, this, whor-, you know, like, no, this was just, this is what these people wanted to do. They figured it out yeah, for themselves. I, they did it for I themselves. When I think about the GameStop all the rest of you. When I think about the GameStop thing, I just think about how much more revolutionary it is and anything that Anonymous has ever done, you know, oh, like yeah. anything, <laughs> yeah, any of these people who claim to be revolutionaries have ever done. Because you need to hit where it hurts. Yeah. Right now, it's not about hitting at a political party or a politician. It's attacking the financial institutions that have the entire country and really the entire world. Uh, By <laughs> it, the short hairs. Yeah. And you and you got actually just regular down and out people to participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like some, yeah. you know, some elite vanguard of hackers called anonymous and we're going to go, you know. No, it was you just, just like regular ass get, people. Download an app with a, on with your a phone. smartphone and $1500 from the government. You know, like that's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I the mean, guy I mean, with the dog is like that's like the main figure for me. That's like yeah. when I envision right. people behind the computer. It's him. I mean, and it's literally taking the money from the fat cats that they would have just spent on a yacht and saving Mm -hmm. someone's dog, right? And everyone's dog. You know what I mean? mean, It's it's literally doing that. It's not not like a huge win or anything. This guy's talking about literally like flipping $50 $50 into like like probably like three, five thousand dollars. Yeah, but But like that changed his fucking life. That changed his life. He was able to save his best friend. 
Yeah, and I'd ra- I'd rather whatever money that was going to be made on the market would go to that guy. Like, yeah, I'd rather that. You know what I mean? Like, like this is a story where you're not like where you like the little guy's that guy. How can you not cheer for that win? Mm-hmm. And that win was so yeah. small in the in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and but it's, it's kind of, just yeah. it's sad that that it's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Yeah, and it, I I think about even now. Um, there was that video that went around of that that um, woman who was uh, crying because she couldn't afford her son's uh, insulin, mm-hmm. and I think that was like 2020 as well. And she was like, "Am I the only one who's struggling?" And you're like, yeah. no, you're not the only one who's struggling. Um, mm-hmm. But it just kills me because she's like, I, she worked like the third shift. She went to school during the day. Her husband works and mm-hmm. she can't afford the $1,000 a month prescription for her son to, to live. Right. Uh, and that, that, I'm like that. That's just like our healthcare system and our country in a nutshell. And I just, mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I don't want. I don't want these people to become line items or little bits of evidence for some piece of shit New York Times op-ed. Oh no, absolutely not. To, no. to to use for their fucking interpretation of what should be done, and that's the problem. Is we all know that we should be um, worried or concerned about your average working American person, or whatever, but only in this when they're contextualized by a professional writer or commentator or whatever and saying, oh, therefore we owe it to this person to do this policy or that policy or, uh, oh, Obamacare may not be perfect, but it's a step in the right direction or whatever, like whatever, right? And, the you know, people just become data points. Right. Even, even, and that's a form of manipulation of your emotions. Whereas with yeah, this, absolutely. it was just like, no, this is a direct, this is a direct connection with all the other people who I'm, who, Everyone has their version of this story for themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want to be contextualized or or, or put into um, an article by, uh, you know, David Sirota or whatever or or uh, fucking who, whoever the hell is out there writing shit these days. Like it is, uh, uh, you know, the the people just spontaneously coming together. And there was a there's a real feeling in that that is totally different and so much more exciting than you know reading um you know another think piece about what we should be doing Mm -hmm. you know and they just fucking did it they just did it and it was a it was a degenerate activity but it was hilarious and and it it was painful for the right people and it was it was funny i think the humor is all the right people off it just pissed all the right people right the fuck off and god bless them you know, I don't yeah. know. It was just it was just a great, great moment. So I'm happy we spent some time paying tribute to the GameStop saga because I think it, <laughs> it, it deserves it. Anyway. All right. That's the plan yeah. A official holiday. I think it's sort we, of we'll commemorated every year. <laughs> January 17th, I think, yeah. is the day mm-hmm. when uh, I first heard about it, at least. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bake moments. a cake. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, I guess this is our this is a free one or a bonus. I forgot. Free one. Free oh, one. okay. All right. The next free everyone. one. Yeah. All right. 
Um, so we'll be back. Uh, well, this should I guess be we, the free one. It makes sense. If you like it, it, it will. Will. you should subscribe if you haven't. Subscribe to the I Patreon. Can't, yeah, it seems your... it seems contrary to the spirit of the thing to be like, yeah, yeah, Wall Street, yeah, Wall Street bets. <laughs> Game stones. Back to the people. Give us five bucks. But if you want to listen, we're going to pay all the shit out of this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Diamond hands. Give us five dollars. <laughs> yeah. This one's for the people. Yeah. Yeah. That can pay. Uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash planning egg what (laughs) (laughs) no all right all right all right all right right. good talking with you guys see you bye 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 everyone